All right, welcome to Movie to Beer, everybody. This is Dan bringing us in, and we have our usual awesome friends and co-hosts with us tonight. I th- uh, thank you for for joining. I'm Aaron. I'm your wassailing expert. Hi there. I'm Blake. I'm your uh, professional elf wrangler. And I'm Brian. I know all there is to know about snow. <laughs> That's cool because this movie has a lot of snow in it. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, on this wonderful episode of Moving to Beer, we're going to talk about this crazy film that Brian recommended called Rare Exports, A Christmas Tale. I don't know. Well, explain at the end of the podcast because you got to wait to the end to see why it's called that because we were asking it, that. And, and it's, it a spo- it's a spoiler. It's, it's a, spoiler. a spoiler. It is a spoiler. We, right. Total spoiler. Which, and I, and mean, I will. Should, should we get into, are we going to spoil the no, movie? No, we're not going to spoil this let's movie. Let's not spoil okay. it too okay. much. Right. Let's, I mean, let's just so, say there is a kaiju in it. It's the movie Fine. we as we as we learned at the end watching the credits. This was released in in two thousand and ten, so yes. it's not a new film. However, it's a niche uh, film from I think a country that's not especially known for its domestic movie industry. This isn't Bollywood. This isn't South Korea. This isn't you know uh, like you know French film. It, it's a. Uh, uh, from Finland, and it's fantastic. It it and initially Blake said, "God, this looks like the thing." Because no, that I, was me. I, oh, was that you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that Dan can't tell okay. millennials apart. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody said it while we were watching it, and it's like, "Oh, it looks like the thing." It was like, "No, literally, that's one of the reviews." This is an R-rated Santa Claus origin story crossed with the thing. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. Well, it also mm-hmm. uh, is, isn't any kind of spoiler for casting. Like, there's no women. It also, like the thing, it's an all male cast. It's a serious all male cast. It does not pass the Bechtel test. No, it fails miserably. So, this is not a children's but it, film. But it is. But it is, it is not a toxic masculinity film. No, 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 no. The child, anyway. The child does it right. All right. So, we knew what we were watching ahead of time. And I was like walking through Fred Meyer going, like, Oh, I got to eat some beers. Oh, hey, Bad Santa from Pelican Brewing. That is a beer that is available during the fall season and winter season, and that's a Cascadian Dark Ale. And then there's Widmer Burr, which they change the recipe periodically. So Widmer Burr is their hoppy red that they do. Sometimes it's a little more spicy than not. Sometimes it's a little less hoppy and more malty. More like Wid Burr, am I right? Burr. Yeah, those are the two beers we drank, and I think both went really well, but we'll talk about those in a little bit. But first, we're going to talk about this crazy-ass movie. So it's a, like a spot-on parody of, of like dead beings brought back to life and oh and the reindeer all the reindeer died well it's, it's all but two a, what's Correct. the what's the like horror sci-fi side of santa claus yes like you know the the not coca-cola fat jolly old man marketing santa claus like Correct. what's Krampus. the pagan origin Krampus. of santa that's gonna punish evil or punish misbehaving children santa claus i appreciate santa claus i appreciate they put that lore building into the credits and they really smooth organic way they introduce the phrase of grave robbing yes. and then our, our lead petari petari petria okay played by oni tomia t-u-m-m-i-l-a does the research and you see all these horrifying images of santa basically as krampus yeah uh smacking kids butts and putting them in, in bubbling oil and just eating being them. being creepy yeah, and it's this is so this is filmed and originated in Finland, and this has, if you're gonna watch it on Hulu or wherever it's streaming right now, make sure that you turn the subtitles on because yeah. it's probably not gonna be hard subbed. Half of well, more than half of it, the language, the, the dialogue is like all in their native Lapland, Lapland, yeah. Like yeah. So the the stars of the film are the Finnish Lapland people, mm-hmm. and there there are some 
evil English-speaking Americans in the film. There sure are. Really that, that, I said it before. That's redundant. That evil re- Americans is redundant. Re- release the evil upon the world. No spoilers there. Yeah, um, you see that in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. So this this kind of gives you a different idea of the word elf because they're not short and <laughs> fat. They're definitely not short and fat. They're terrifying. They're terrifying. <laughs> yeah. When you put out a trap to f- capture a wolf... Which is illegal. Which is, well, in there, maybe not. No, the guy says wolf traps are illegal. (laughs) But (laughs) during the one uh, panic scene, well, several panic scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and be careful what you catch because, you know, when creepy things are happening and all your radiators get stolen and all your ovens get stolen and your hairdryer gets stolen. Elf mischief. It's like, it's like, it's kind of Gaelic fairies. Like, they're not all going to be friendly. If you think of like, you know, leprechauns and fairies from like the Irish tradition. I've seen the leprechaun documentary series, Aaron. I'm aware of leprechauns. All right. Well, I'm just saying elves are Especially when you went to the hood and to space. Well, we, in a lot of our modern fantasy, we've kind of emasculated elves and made oh, yeah. them into this like artsy, you know, weak. Hoi to toy, dancing around. Tolkien elves, yeah. as it were. Yeah. Yes. Thank yeah. you, Brian. That, that's, that's exactly what or I'm getting Keebler at. Keebler elves. Yeah. Keebler or delicious. Elves. Or their yes. cereal being stolen by children and then the children. Children, if, if it's Rick and Morty, slice the oh, I thought, open. I thought you were going for like a silly Blake tricks are for kids joke. There. No, no, no. Like, like yeah. the, no, that's the thing for Lucky Charms. Is, oh yeah, like, the kids are always trying oh, to get me Lucky Charms. They're always right. trying to get him, and he's like, no, you can't have this. So, so we 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 also while watching it at the beginning of the film. So the first half of it takes place before they dig up the grave, and you're sitting there going, hmm, hmm. beautiful scenery, beautiful mm. lighting, very natural yeah. setting. I want to yeah. talk about the scenery for yes. a moment. Yes, yeah. can we, please? There was, I remember when I was in college, there was a film studies person that asked me what movie benefited most from get, going to the, like the standard TV format to the widescreen format. And I thought for a moment, I was like, I think Lawrence of Arabia, because the desert is a character. You get these widescreen shots of the desert, and it's beautiful. It adds so much more to that that film than like a pan and scan would. I, but this movie, the mountains, the scenery, the light. Oh, God, the lighting. Yeah, the, the photography Just, of this film is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, we've talked about Krampus and, and perhaps evil elves. This is not really a horror film no. per se there, I mean, you there's see nothing animals, jumpy you see dead it, animals there's maybe but, two yeah. jump scares yeah. total but they aren't that bad nah, nah and it's no. it's not uh, gory no and it it really is a tale it's i mean kinda, it's like kind of like a fairy tale folk tale supernatural sort of yeah 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 on a Christmas per Santa. That's a $85,000 question. It's a fun no, little tease. Yeah. But, but I do think, like, if I were to see this, if I were to have seen this, you know, 15 or 20 years ago and it wasn't the widescreen format, like, this movie would have suffered for that. Oh, yeah. Some of those Definitely. expansive outdoor shots, some of those, like, even setting up our, uh, I, I guess, kind of our main villain. You know, we, we see this person and, like, yeah, they're in a shot, but there's so much beauty in the background of when they're doing their exposition that you can't help but be distracted by the natural beauty of this this place that they are and i think that's set up intentionally where you're supposed to see this this evil american is coming this eagle english speaker we'll say that is coming in and sort of desecrating uh you know something that's pristine and something that's beautiful and we notice it in the background because it's right there welcome to humanity yeah, well, they, they kept talking about it. it took uh, it took the the nat- like the original natives like 
thousands of years to build the the mound, right? They they said yes. a long time. Yeah, they lured the, the original um, Sammy. Was it Sammy people? Sammy people. Sammy people. It, it took them, you know, all this time dwarfing the pyramids, dwarfing like all these other great works, and you ignore yeah. the indi- indigenous culture at your own peril. It's kind yep, of yep, like yep. an anti-colonial mm-hmm. film in, in that a sense. A little bit, a little bit. We're on. We've been on that thread recently. That, that's kind of what it is. This is King Woman, but in Finland with snow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the child takes advantage of everyone's stupidity and <laughs> rescues everyone. Oh, my God. That was a throwaway <laughs> joke, but it actually kind of works. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about that kid. The kid actor is great. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is by far the star of the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's yeah, yeah. so endearing. Yeah. He's, this, He's dragging his weird little v- vopey. Yeah. Uh, so th- this bear. is a, a seven-year-old Finnish kid or lap, lap kid, right? This is, the, kid. this is the actor Oni Tamiya. And uh, I mean, he's he's the star of the show mm-hmm. and he is just endearing and steadfast and adorable. Yeah. Yeah. But without being overly saccharine, like a lot of Disney shows would do, where they're yeah. like finger on their cheek, like, oh, I'm so cute. Like this kid, just, he's a weird little kid. <laughs> and he's just living his life and yeah. trying to beat Santa. I, I said, this is not like a sanitized existence that this kid is living. Like a, like a Disney film would be sanitized. Like, no, there are wolves. There yeah. are real dangers in the world. He has a rifle to protect himself from wild animals. They don't have a bathroom in the house. He has to go and pee in a snowbank. But, but his dad yeah. does tell him when he's uh, chopping up that hog, if you're going to come in, close your eyes. Because yeah. it is upsetting if you're a kid to see a pig chopped open. Correct. But, but yeah, if it, you live in that environment... His dad is the village butcher. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. It's like, But you know, when you hit a certain point in a certain age, you have to start helping. Well, yeah. The kids. And so he'll all the kids that are older than him, at least his friend that he rides around with on this. The, Dan, this is a generational value that you're just, and, yes. and also a rural urban divide yep, that you are correct. touching on here too. I've I've been exposed to that as a kid who grew up in a city. Right. I got invited to the family farm. Right. And my job was to, as they were castrating the pigs, they would lead them down one at a time down a chute into the barn, and then they would do the act, and then they would push them down another chute that would then my job was to open the door to let them out so other pigs wouldn't come back in through the door that we let them out no pigs were castrated in the filming of rare exports no but at the beginning there's a pig getting Mm. slaughtered though well true Um, yeah so it's like ultimate castration i'm sitting here going and we have no idea whether his parts were intact or not well he was kind of cut open and flayed already so i mean the insides were already gone but i'm sitting there he was trying to like chop the carcass he was he was going down the rib cage trying to split it and i was like oh let's yeah he kept chopping at it and pushing it in a little with bit further. yeah that, with an axe because you have to because they're big carcasses and right. if you don't have a machine tool that can cut it open easily and i know we've really digressed into a completely different conversation in the movie but you know it's important because it is a scene in the film that i think reflects his innocence uh, where, where like he, he's trying to be a good father he's, for his child. Correct. For, for main character hero. Correct. Child. He's yep. still, and that's one of the reasons why I think he didn't get taken because he's still innocent. He, he, he's done some naughty things, but nothing really evil, nothing bad. Well, and he, he did have this sort of uh, moral clarity where he wanted to settle accounts and be punished because correct. he was naughty. Cause he knew to, <laughs> to make himself safe from Santa's wrath, f- uh, phantasmagoric retribution. Yeah, getting uh, taken now, and putting it in a put in a potato sack. <laughs> I would argue, and Brian might agree with me, they were coming for the kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. The reason he didn't get taken is because they set up the Chekhov's wolf pit. Correct. And Cause, but, cause I we would agree. That today. Yeah. And I I only noticed that in this viewing of the film. That's and, cool. And by the way, I have seen this film maybe ten times. Wow, it yeah. is one of my family's 
Christmas go-to films. We naked old we people watch, and all. <laughs> we watch this instead of It's a Wonderful Life for Christmas. So, Brian, wow. on seeing this so many times, is there something from this viewing that you noticed or captured that you hadn't seen previously? Like, is, is there still more mystery to, to unfold? Yes, yeah. The, I mean, the thing that we've been alluding to, the reason the kid wasn't taken was because they trapped Santa. Well... Santa, quote unquote. Santa, quote unquote. I'm, I'm trying not to spoil this. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did Santa say we're not going to do spoilers. I, and so I will take a firm stand that I'm anti spoiler in this podcast. And the reason, dear listener, is that I would encourage you to watch this movie for yourself. Yes. I would say two th- big thumbs up from me. And I think that's kind of everybody here at the table. Honestly, this is one of the only movies that say you could watch the trailer and still enjoy the movie. Because I watched the trailer. The trailer Brian, doesn't give away nothing. Yeah, it just gives you, it does what a good trailer does it gives you the tone. Mm-hmm. It, pardon me. It gives you uh, the imagery. Of the movie, it gives you the stakes, but without saying too too much. It's how James Gunn edits his trailers. Every James Gunn movie, you see what's going to happen, but you still go in like, "Oh man, oh man, I was blown away." But yeah. for for people considering this as maybe a family movie no. for, no. for Christmas, <laughs> well, how how what's age range is appropriate for uh, people? Fetus. <laughs> let let your fetus watch it. Let your fetus watch no. this movie, <laughs> but like a tween and up. I would say would be okay. Yeah, yeah maybe. Because, again, there's nothing really gory. There's blood like on people and things. but There are some like incidental nudity, old man elves. There is some frontal male it's, nudity. It's not sexualized at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's like a medical Dude's textbook. running in the forest. Yeah. Right. Um, and you're like, oh, they got to be really cold because this is, if it's being shot outside on location, it yeah. got to be cold because it's snowing. And I'm they just have like, oh. Real commitment to their artistry. Yes, they do. Yeah. You know what? Check with Kate Blanchett what she thinks is the, the correct age, because this is one of her favorite movies. Is it really? There's only four pieces of trivia on this movie. We've covered most of it, and that's the last yeah. piece. Is, it's one of her favorite movies. And, and wow. I will say, we have turned my in-laws into it, onto this film, oh. and they now watch it every Christmas. That's delightful. That's that, awesome. that and Die Hard, our previous <laughs> movie in a beer. Ah, uh, yes, I remember when all the elves showed up in Die Hard. I think our listeners might be realizing we're doing Christmas movies for a while. Yeah, yeah at least for this month. I mean, I, I say it a lot in, on the Instagram and, and here. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. I want to, again, go back to how much Brian is somebody who worked in, worked and or works in that industry a little bit. And I know, I, I know a little filming and photography and stuff. How much of that do you think was the external floodlights in order in order to see stuff but like in the beginning of the film like he's on top of a mountain and it looks like natural light like they are literally this does not look like a sound stage they're on top of a freaking it looks like they caught golden hour or, yeah. or the twilight hour whatever yeah. whatever that's called yeah well uh, okay so this is fiddling yeah so clearly they don't have a lot of light there during the winter probably four hours of daylight mm-hmm. but the first few scenes were clearly natural light and it was beautiful i mean they they caught the sunset there were some scenes that were kind of twilight golden hour type stuff later as they were driving to to town to town, to town. let's yes. yeah driving to town i so badly want to just jump in you mean that one scene and then just describe it i, I, I will punch you that the comedic brain recognized it I knew it would be funny, but I'm being respectful to my, they, my they, co-hosts. There was no CG. No, I'll I, say that. I, I, I want to say were, I didn't see, I, other than the pit scene where they throw the 
Once the, uh, the drilling's yeah, the done, the flare, flare. there's a helicopter. And, in, and there's yeah, also a helicopter yeah. flying around. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's also in the trailer. I mean, the, right. There were some practical effects, and there were yeah. there were some composited shots. Yeah. yeah. And then the makeup. Right. Yes. But all the, the makeup yeah, and the effects yeah. all serve a narrative and yeah. all serve a story. Yeah. They, and, yeah. they weren't there just for the effects right. to show off their effects and their budget. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, as a as a national treasure no as as a national film company the the finland people don't have a lot of they're not a lot of money there they don't have a lot of money to make films other for, than for their national the, cinema other than selling those kaiju horns yeah <laughs> so anyway it, it was refreshing to see a really astute finnish film yes. because we haven't seen I, we haven't seen this world. We don't see a lot of uh, swimmy people. Well, it's, 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 people. I was going to say, like, yeah. I've seen Norwegian movies, you know, like, Nor- and Swedish movies, like these, you know, these horrible, but wonderful, dark detective, but like, like the with the dragon tattoo. Oh, yeah, you know, Aren't those kind of Finnish films, Swedish. Swe- those are oh, Swedish. Those are Swedish. Okay. So, I, like I Norwegian and Swedish, um, you know, there, there's some psychological horror that's done really, really well with Scandinavia. Yeah, but, yeah. But like less so Finland. I know yeah. less about yeah. Finland. I know a little bit less. Like I think I've seen maybe one other Finnish movie. I can't think of one, but did you finish it? Didn't No. He probably did, but that's a bad joke. <laughs> you, you know, I have an empty can I'm about to throw at you. One I'm thing like, we really? did finish was our beers. We did finish our beers. All right, so no, anything no, else about no. the, the movie before we move on? I would say not necessarily kid kid appropriate because there is some casual tween, tween appropriate tween appropriate like yeah. you know middle teenage and up because there's but, nothing they haven't seen already. Well, so. are we gonna say are we we're selling this as kind of like a Christmas coming of age movie? Christmas adjacent, a, a Christmas folklore. It's a Christmas folklore. For, I'm like the kid literally has like a, a calendar he's opening and he keeps like the advent I'm calendar. gonna keep the advent calendar and he keeps like closing. He keeps he puts the tape over board, it and yeah. then he staples it and he's like I'm not opening that he's, door. He's trying yeah. to save himself. This is not time. a lifetime Christmas film. Oh no. no. But it's, a, it's good. You're telling it, me some it takes woman... place at Christmas. Yes, and it's a it's a charming, endearing folklore film. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I actually I've recommended it to several people, my family included, and everyone has liked this okay. film. I can see why. Well, we'll have to we'll have to get some people who are I, more discerning in their taste to to give us some feedback. But I would agree. I think anybody who has a sense of humor about Christmas and understands that you know there are other stories out there to be told. It's right. not all it's not all what you've been fed by Coca Cola and their imagination as a corporate entity. Because we kind of talked about that a little bit. There's I mean, there's a lot of like the this movie is the did, anti corporatism, yeah. A little bit, a little bit. But I made a joke about how this is a capitalist movie. Cool. You know what else is capitalistic? Selling beer. Oh yes, it is. This is the moment on our podcast that we're going to start talking about beer. Although so, Brian's trans- transition was better. Just yes, that was, was really well. Done. I totally sidetracked that. Sorry. Uh, we had a couple of really good beers with this. We started out with uh, Woodburn Brewing, which has been a brewery here in the Portland area since 1984. Been a long, been around a long time. Uh, they can, they started bottling a lot of their stuff, and then when COVID hit, they started canning, and maybe even a little well, before that. My my understanding is like the the Widmer, uh, the Hefeweizen back in the day, kind of put Portland on the map for microbrews. It did. It was like so, the 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 clear really? water. They were about yeah. the third major brewery that opened up at that time frame. Um, uh, Bridgetown uh, Brewing was the first place. Mm-hmm. They were opened by the Ponzi family. They had a a winery and they decided to make beer and these guys. So Rob and Kurt Widmer are very 
well-known within the homebrew community because they, they were homebrewers before they opened the brewery. And the Widmer Hefeweizen was what actually did, yes, put them on the map because it's not quite a serious, and we're digressing into something not related to what we drank, but that's okay. Widmer Hefeweizen has been around forever. Well, we, I mean, it's it, shifted it the recipe a little bit, but it is still more lemony, cloudy American Hefeweizen. It is not a... Well, I mean, it kind of sets up who Widmer is for those yes. listeners that maybe aren't from Portland and Correct. aren't familiar. Well, are are they still a microbrewery though? Mm, I think because I one. feel like they're pretty well nationally known. They are. So I mean, I I knew them in Southern California when I they're not a microbrewery. There. They're a macrobrewery macro at this brewery. point because they're owned by a conglomerate of four major breweries. The location here in Portland actually cut back a lot on the Widmer beers that they were making. And when they got bought out, they shifted to doing Kona brewing. Oh. They're, they're the oh. ones who make all the Kona beer you really? see in America. It's really? not made in Hawaii. It's made there well, and other America. places. Well, well, no, I, imagine, <laughs> well, I, mean, not I assumed from the pricing it wasn't made in Hawaii and shipped over. It'd be Correct. much more that expensive. Would be Most, they, so every, every Hawaiian beer would show up skunked here. Like, yeah. It would. yeah. <laughs> Burr is the name of this beer. It's a hoppy red. Um, really delicious ale, and yeah. if you you can find it at pretty much any grocery store or convenience store. It's it's put out during the fall, winter, and late spring or early spring. Uh, Seven point two ABV, fifty IBUs. It's got pale malt, caramel ten, caramel eighty, carapils, and dark chocolate. So it's going to have a darker color, mm-hmm. a nice full body, and it uses Alchemy Eureka and Cascade hops. So the Eureka and the Cascade are really common. The Alchemy not so much. Uh, the alchemy is what's going to give you a little bit of that aromatic and a little bit of that bitterness up front. The overall tasting profile is like a citrus hop aromatic, and that, again, is going to come from some of the alchemy and the cascade. It's got a really – the complex malt sweetness is really, really nice. I, I, I liked that malt sweet, like So I am a seasonal beer skeptic. It's I think some, sometimes it's, it's more about marketing and market share. Than you know, like this the seasonal tradition for you know a, a beer for a certain time of year, but I liked the burr a lot. I like I like red ales generally. I don't necessarily like a lot of like overhopped IPAs. The hop sometimes it gets to be too too tired for me. Correct. But this burr, it gave me this kind of warm Christmas me feeling of contentment. Of like it is cold, it is winter, it is dark. And here's a beer that matches the holiday season. And like, so it, this and is a nicely done seasonal. And so it became this winter season that Aaron's liver grew three sizes larger <laughs> to enjoy the joy of Widmer Brothers Burr Hoppy Red. And they had roast beast, whatever the hell that is. And he talked to a little girl named Cindy. It was great. Who's Cindy? Cindy Lou Who. I'm doing the Grinch, bro. Oh, I didn't. There were that. no women in this film. God, there weren't. There, there, there was, was like one woman alluded to, yeah, but a hair dryer, which is kind of a side. Well, no, not that too, but the the absence of a woman who previously was there. Yeah, that's all right. That's two, called fridging. two women you, alluded you, to. You make you make cookies like mom made. I like yeah. your ginger cookies. But now we're talking about gingerbread and, and movie, and which would go really good. I did, gingerbread cookies. Yeah, would if, go if really you're gonna good watch this movie, burgers. have some gingerbread oh, cookies. Yes, get yes. some gingerbread first. You you will not regret it. It was not my intention to degrade into cookie recommendations i was trying to do a grinch bit because <laughs> aaron, aaron said it perfectly with the it's you know nice yeah, 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 and no, his no. liver grew three sizes too big yeah it's hilarious <laughs> well they do have gingerbread cookies throughout like the middle and towards the end and they use them as bait 
Would the cookies I go? I wanted some gingerbread. The and they would go great with this beer. They would would the cookies, cookies go with the other beer we had? Yes, they go with both yes. beers actually because of the malt profile being a little sweet. Yeah, and the bitterness would be cut a little bit by well, or match up to the ginger profile because ginger tends to hit people as a little hot spice. Welcome to movie and a cookie, everybody. No, <laughs> we're we're train we're 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 gonna uh, dibs. TM 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 TM. I would say there's. The two beers are not real far far apart for me, at least. Mm, I would disagree. The f- they, they, they have, very they have completely different flavor profiles. I, I got more malt and more hop off of the burr than off yeah. of Bad Santa. Yeah. What, okay. what, what's the Bad Santa's deal? Okay, so Bad Santa CDA, which is a Cascadian dark ale, or otherwise known as a black IPA, as they're referred to commonly, has been around for a while. They've made it for probably, I think, what, five, the, five or six years. The, during they the being Christmas Pelic- Pelican. Pelican Brewing, and which they is... Originally, were at, like, is it Newport? Or? Cape Kowanda, Pacific City. Yes, Pacific City. Thank you. They, yeah. they have a brewery in Tillamook. Yes, they actually have four locations on the coast now. There's a nice... Really? They, they're, all their tap rooms I've been to have been really nice experiences. Yeah, they're really, oh, yeah, they're yeah, really yeah. well done. The people that work there... Uh, mean really well, and they. I had really good experiences with them at the few times that I've been out to the coast and been to their lo- various locations. We have a friend who used to work for Pelican Brewing, so I yep, can't really yep. badmouth him too much because he gave us a lot of free beer. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't badmouth so, Pelican anyway. I mean, it's yeah. a nice brewery, yeah. and it's, so, uh, they so do but, good beer. But it's funny that we haven't done Pelican yet for the podcast. I know. We, this it's is, weird this it hasn't is, come up. I mean, in my personal life, cre- the cream ale they do is one Ooh, of the I I've, love the cream yeah. ale. Yeah. Well, we'll, have to, we'll have to fit that in somewhere. So this is a uh, two-roll mall, uh, mall Donian, I can never say that word right, malt. Uh, dehusk black malt, which means the husk have been taken off, which means you're going to get a different flavor from the sugar. Uh, Magnum yeah. hops, Fogel hops, Willamette, Cascade, and then pure ale yeast. And it doesn't say where that comes from. And then, of course, Oregon water, because Oregon water is amazing. It's so good. It, it's why there's so many good ramen restaurants here. Yes. There's there's a lot of roasted malt character. Uh, it's kind of a deep reddish brown color, and there's an herbal hopness to it that's on the front, and it's mm-hmm. just a really nice black IPA, so it's got a little bit of that hit of roast, and a little bit that hops is up front, and it's well-balanced from that aspect. Yeah. But it is like, again, a 7.5 ABV and 65 IBU, I, so it is not a small beer. I, there's a lot of hop that I get. I, I don't think of this as... It, like there's more malt going on than what I think of for yeah. most IPAs. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I don't think they do it year round. Uh, this this would be more of a seasonal beer because of that. But IPAs also, can it's be also sweeter. Bad Santa, Santa's and, a Christmas thing. Well, it's got a pelican with a Santa hat on it, and it's and like it's smoking a cigar. It's and great. It's smoking a cigar. You think that's a cigar? I thought that was a doobie. Uh, no. uh, I looked at it. I've noticed it today. Looks so like I a could cigar. be wrong. It could be a cigar. I don't know what Brian. What do you think that looks like? That's so, a cigar, you narc. <laughs> Santa yeah, knows Mary that's Jane. That's a cigar. Really? That's a cigar. Yeah, yeah bro, that's, that's a cigar. A, cigar. Oh. a joint would be uh, closed at the end with a smaller trail of smoke, and he'd have red eyes underneath those. Or sunglasses. at least it would be white uh, wrapping papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, can yeah, put yeah. a joint in brown. Uh, oh, but this this is a digression. But, <laughs> but real pot has it. Welcome to movie in a pot. <laughs> <laughs> Movie and a hit. Movie and a marijuana. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to read you what's on the side of the bottle because they have a whole paragraph of explanation that doesn't actually explain much. Oh, I was I was reading. Get ready to get ready. I was reading that marketing copy. You better it's watch. Out. All right, so hopefully we're not going to hit, hit any copyright issues because this does kind of sound like a holiday song. Mm-hmm. Don't don't you worry. Brian L will sing a Beatles music mm-hmm. over oh, it to cover it. Here comes the sun. Na na na. Yeah yeah yeah. You. Better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. And here's telling you why. Bad Santa has arrived, brewed for a limited time, each holiday season. 
This mysterious dark nectar is filled with complex flavors and aromas. Toasted malt and roast character blend seamlessly with the alluring herbal hop aroma that comes from the copious amounts of fuggle hops. Bad Santa doesn't care if you've been naughty or nice as long as this beer is in your fist. Christmas time. Or on your list, not in your fist. I, I thought it said in your fist, which would make more sense than on your list. But yeah, That no. might get a struck. So, so one of the things that I always admire about these sort of mid-size, smaller to mid-size breweries is what they do with their bottles. And this is a custom that? bottle that they do for this oh, beer. Oh, yeah. This it's bottle has, cool. is not a normal, just smooth bottle all the way. So it's a mm-hmm. standard brown. It's got like all Hays- kinds haystack of- Haystack rock. It's got, hays- it's got haystack rock yeah. on the, the, Which, the upper portion of the bottle. For our non-Oregonian listener, there might only be one. Uh, the haystack rock is a very famous geological formation off the coast where- Correct. A lot of the uh, uh, surrounding rock has eroded away. It's really picturesque, really beautiful, very famous spot here kind of regionally. Uh, but I think that also kind of cements Pelican Brewing. Like it is it is a coastal outfit. It is a coastal concern. I don't think of Pelican as being a Portland brew pub. I think of them as being a coastal brew pub. Yes, exactly. And for those that haven't <laughs> had the chance that are here locally to get out there and try them, I really highly recommend again, most of their locations have food. Yeah. Uh, you can nice go there for lunch or dinner and, yeah. and, and get, they have local stuff that's not available in can or bottle mm-hmm. that they do mm-hmm. not distribute outside of their locations. Cause you know, every brewery hits that point where it's like, Hey, we have our core beers are always making those. And then we want to play around and learn some new recipes and, I, I appreciate what they've done. Both of these beers, I think, really went well with the movie. It's going to be hard mm-hmm. for me to figure out which one to recommend more than the other. Oh, I got one. I, you I, like the I, more? The, the Burr. I, oh, I think the like Burr. The burr more. I, actually, between the two, I would choose to drink the Bad Santa, like if I was at home, you know, wanting a nice Christmas beer. But the Burr has so much of that seasonal Christmas sort of uh, uh, memory and, you know, so, so many of those flavor notes that it just feels festive. It feels of the holiday season to me. Yeah. And it just matched that movie so well because the movie is also festive and of that holiday season. The Burr is a Christmas beer for me. I'm not as far as Aaron is, but I was leaning towards the Burr as well. I mean, I do like the Bad Santa. For thematic reasons, I think I'd prefer to drink that watching the actual Bad Santa movie. The first one, not the second one. But I feel like the Burr goes a little bit more wider range. I actually like the Bad Santa better with this film. I'll know. kill you. <laughs> no, uh, 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 what? why, I guess. <laughs> I would say it actually was a little more mellow for mm. me, for my palate. I could see that. And so as I kind of got into, dug into the movie and enjoyed it for my 15th viewing, so good. Um, I really enjoyed that beer with it because it kind of just was a comfortable beer. Very nice. I highly recommend if you can find a seasonal beer, if you're going to watch this movie, find something seasonal oriented. Yeah, d- don't don't hold your summer beers for this. It won't make any sense. Correct. Well, the, I mean, you can just, if you want something light, you're just going to drink like a lager or something. Sure, whatever. But, you know. Who drinks a lager for Christmas? You'd be surprised. There's black lagers out there that are actually really roasty and good. Well, okay. I have some in the fridge. 
Blake, were you airing out your armpits? No, I, I drink lagers all the time. He does. Christmas and St. Patrick's Day. All right, Day so, and- so this is the point where I, I'm going to say there's some funny, goofy stuff about this film. As, as you, If you go to like IMDb and look it up, there's some interesting, spoofy, goofy things that happen. So we talked about this p- takes place in Norway, but this is above Finland. the... Our Finland. This is... <laughs> They're Swedes. This is it. was a thing joke. This is above the Arctic <laughs> ah, <yes>. Circle, <laughs> and it's on the border with Russia. So if you if you do if you know anything about that geography, the sun sets well before like at the beginning of December and does not rise until the beginning of January. Right. Like there is no daylight. So when they show it during the film, he's got his little advent calendar and he's like, Oh, it's day. And, and they actually show it flips. It's like how many days till Christmas? I like that graphic, by the way, the, yeah. the heavy metal flip turn date counter going gong X yes. days to Christmas. Yeah. And, and there's also some other obvious kind of plot holes and maybe I guess you would say continuity issues, but I think from a Christmas film and from a film that does really well from telling a good story, cause it's a Christmas tale. It is. Or a Christmas story. I think it's really well done. I, I can't say don't watch it. I definitely suggest people watching it, but just be aware that this is not a kid's film. There's some language, but it's spoken in another language. So if, get the subtitles on and, you know, You'll have to it. read those those F-bombs. There's yes. not too many. No, it's, it's a pretty yeah. relatively chill film. No. And and watch it with someone else. Yeah. I, yes, I, this is not films. a fun film to kind of watch alone. It's, no. it's fun to hang out and talk yeah. with friends or well, family. It's only an hour and 24 minutes, and there's, yeah. at least a, there's at least five minutes of intro, and then there's at least 10 minutes or well, close to 10 minutes of credit. So. Our, our resident expert, Brian, was saying earlier, though, that this was a, like a family ritual he had for this yes. movie, and I think that maybe is the very best way to watch this. Yeah, Make it a ritual, watch it with a holiday, watch it with people you love. You will not be disappointed. That's yeah. a perfect segue for the question I was going to ask everyone. So, Brian, you guys watch this like every year for the holidays. Yes, yeah. I'm curious what everyone else watches. If you do, what do you guys watch for the like every year for for the holiday for Christmas oh, or anything? Easy, easy. For me, it is the peanuts, uh, like Charlie Brown Christmas. And for me, and, and that might be because of my age and also my my geographic location of when I was when I was brought up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Charles Schultz is from St. Paul, Minnesota. Is he? Oh yeah, you oh, betcha. Cool. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's a Minnesotan there. Don't you know? Is that why Charlie Brown always talks like this? <laughs> no, no, no. He Not he's from all. up north. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, for me, the Charlie Brown specials, like it's, uh, the some of the Thanksgiving ones, are really dated and kind of racist. But the great like, pumpkin, Charlie Brown. But yeah, the, that's the Halloween, Halloween, Daniel. Yeah, the great pumpkin <laughs> one, the Christmas one, some of the other ones. Uh, it just gives me warm, happy memories. Like I just I, I love those. Get some pumpkin pie and watch Charlie Brown. That's like a great Thanksgiving. I think that was one of the first things they had uh, kids doing voice work for. Yeah, you can tell they they their kids talking. That's an adult era, and you can't trick me. Yeah, I'll go do the dishes. All right. Well, what do you watch, Blake? Uh, boy, what don't I watch? Uh, Elf has made its way into my rotation every year. I don't care if you don't like Will Ferrell. That movie's amazing. He's such a big dumb sweetheart. Ed Asner as Santa is flawless. Uh, James Caan as the grumpy bad guy, kind of. Peter Dinklage being a cranky writer. It's, it's such a fun, dumb, silly, good movie. Nice. And then all the TV shows like Community and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. So, Brian, what else do you watch besides this amazing film? Well, Anything? I watch Die Hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I, which I <laughs> Wait, mentioned. why? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's not Christmassy, is it? Mm. It's in L.A. They don't celebrate Christmas there. LA. There's <laughs> palm trees on the street. And, and we watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Rankin-Bass oh, anime. Yeah. yeah. Like the stop motion. Super classic. Yeah. The Island of Misfit Toys, all of those. Oh, all uh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a dentist. Yes. With, with a drill. Herbie. Herbie, Herbie the Elf. And Dan, what do you watch for I, I I watch the Christmas Doctor Who special, because, you know, <gasps> nice. the episode where it's Christmas year-round. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I've heard about it's that. It's depressing as hell. Wait, which which doctor is that? Uh, you're, I knew you were going to say that, and I can't remember his name. Is it the one with the scarf? Peter, no. Uh, Capaldi. Is it Peter one? Capaldi? No, it's not Peter Capaldi. It's before oh. him. Oh. Before anyway, him. I, Matt I, Smith. I can... No, he's after I no, think he, he was before Peter Capaldi. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, let's see. I, D- David Tennant is another choice, and Chris Tennant. Christopher Eccleston was uh, the, the. Yeah, Eccleston was uh, apparently popular. I've I seen one it. episode of Doctor Who, and then thought, eh, it's not for me. <laughs> oh, you need to give it more of a chance. I think you would really like. There's it. There's so much of it, man. It's too much for me to take on. I'm so a, they, they I'm also a completionist. they also every year do a Christmas <laughs> special where they the older doctors come back. But there is actually, oh, I think it's David Tennant. I think that's the David one that Tennant. I'm thinking of. Where it's it actually it's Christmas Town. And it it's Christmas year round, and he kept he has to keep inventing and doing things to keep the town safe, and it occurs in his lifetime over like fifty years. So like Whoa. the kids when he first gets there, so he like takes this village and like transplants it somewhere else and protects them from whatever's trying to get at. Them. It sounds a little bit like the Good Place. A little. I bit. love that show. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But anyway, we're digressing into other topics. So they, they don't have a, they, they don't have a Christmas episode. So <laughs> no, they don't. So I'm going to try to pronounce this word. And, and Aaron, or actually, Aaron, you pronounce the name of it's the mountain. It's spelled T H E. Why are you having trouble with that word? It's it's really tall. It's an actual mountain they filmed on location. Coravan Unturi. That's a. Really I don't speak Finnish, dude. I don't. I like Norwegian I is easy did. compared to this. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of syllables, and I'm like, I don't know how to say that. Corvan Urturi? Corvan Urturi. Corvan Urturi. They said the rubble wrong. Our, anyway. our one Finnish <laughs> listener will write in an angry email. And, uh, Ugh, those Finns still sending letters. <laughs> good beers, good film. Watch yeah. it if you can. Good it's friends. Good, good friends. Yeah. Do, it with, do it with family. <laughs> Just know that there is a little nudity in it towards the end. But it's but not the kind I'd be embarrassed to watch with is, my mom. Yeah, like, no, not you know, even because yeah. it's like yeah. old people and they're freezing in the snow. So. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, not like yeah. Amelie. But, I watched but, that with my mom, and there's nothing nah. sexual about that. <laughs> that was a mistake. <laughs> this movie would be fine. Great movie, not with your mom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, as always, the opinions expressed during the taping of this recording are those of the hosts, and you know, some of us drink some water, and we're hydrated. Drinking. By that he means Blake drink water. I'm the only one to drink water because I'm the one who cares about my myself as a water as a hydro homie. So if you don't hydrate, you're gonna dehydrate. Santa's gonna take and steal you. The away water elves thank you with the switch. The water elves are gonna get you. Yeah, they are. Sure. All right. So all right, thanks for listening, everybody, and hanging out. Um, we'll do some more holiday episodes in the very near future. So thanks for listening, and and we'll talk to you in the near future. So this is Aaron. Thanks for listening, and happy holidays. Ho ho ho. This is Brian. Thanks for listening. Have a happy holiday. All right. We'll catch you on the next episode. Take care, everyone. Don't tell me how to live my life. Bye.